We're going to close our week as we uh, make this shift into, uh, after we finished up Exodus, make this shift into the Psalms. We started with Psalm 90 yesterday, and and what I wanted to help you see is how much now you've learned so far in Scripture, and now how these illustrations in Scripture begin to pop, because they're the same ones used throughout the Scripture, and it's constantly reminding us of God's faithfulness in the past. Um, in Hebrew, in Old Testament way of thinking, and really true all the times, the past is in front of us. We can see the past. We can see events that have happened. We can see God's faithfulness. We can see our unfaithfulness. We can see ways we've fallen. We can see mistakes that we've made. So we can, we can turn from them and not do that. The, the future is really behind us because we can't see that. I know that's a, a different way to look at it, but uh, it's a reminder again that, that, that all of Scripture is to remind us of God's faithful from the begin, faithfulness from the beginning beginning uh, of our unfaithfulness and, and God wooing us and calling us back. That's why we started in Genesis and then did Exodus too, to see the, the hand and the working of God too. And hopefully, I hope that helped you to see a little bit that the, the Old Testament isn't just all law, God telling us what to do in the New Testament, all gospel. No, there's, there's good news and, and there's bad news in, in both the Old and the New Testament. Well, here we come in Psalm 91 for this Saturday as we end this week, a wonderful psalm of God's strength and his the fact that we can turn to him and he's like a refuge to us. So take a look in, in the first couple of verses. In verses 1 and 2, there are four pictures of God. He's like a shelter. Isn't that what you need when there's a storm out? He's, it's like being in his shadow. And, and sometimes we think of shadow as a bad thing. But being in a shadow means he's in front of us. He's protecting us. We're, we're in the shadow of his protection. He's a refuge, something strong, something solid. Think of what we learned through Exodus as the children of Israel didn't have a refuge in Egypt. And now they're wandering in the wilderness and they can't wait to get to the refuge of the promised land. Well, God is that refuge. And then he's like a fortress too. Those four terms to describe God. Boy, think about that as, as you go through the challenges and, and hurts and pains of your life. And you look at our world and, and, and you begin to be fearful. All of these things, you've got a God who's a shelter, a shadow, a refuge, and a fortress for you. And then, of course, um, what can you do then? And here's the key, the end of verse 2. Trust him. Trust him. Look in the past and see what he's done for you in the past. Look in the past of Scripture and what we read so far as we're reading through the Bible. Again, the value of us reading the Scriptures and, and say, hey, I have nothing to worry about. I'm going to fear God. So I, and then when I fear God, I don't have to fear anything else. Um, and know that, that God's going to continue to be faithful. Look how consistent he's been from the beginning of the time. He'll continue to be that for us. Then some more images that we, we think of as we go through, uh, uh, as we went through Exodus too. It says, verse 3 says, He will deliver you from the snare and from the deadly pestilence. Well, think of all the children of Israel had gone through at this point already. Um, all of the plagues in Egypt, all of the, the, the challenges as they went through the wilderness and things like that. Um, and, and God's been with them. And then look at verse 4 and think of all the temple or the tabernacle images. Remember, we've just studied the tabernacle. How God said, build this visual so you know that I'm truly with you. Have the testimony there, the uh, the Ten Commandments, the uh, the manna and the Aaron's rod, um, so that you'll, you'll see again that God has been faithful. So he says, he will cover you with his pinions. Remember, in the tabernacle, there were pinions to hold up the roof of the tabernacle. And then under his wings, you will find refuge. Remember, on the Ark of the Covenant, there were the, the two um, uh, cherubim, and their wings were touching together in the center, and that's where they came to meet God, to know that God put his wings over them and that there's refuge there. Or think of the New Testament when Jesus says, when he looks at Jerusalem, he says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often I wanted to take you under my wings like a, like a mother hen takes her chin or, or her, her chicks under her wings, but you would not let me do it. 
So go back to that refuge uh, that's there. Then notice in, in the next few verses, it talks a lot about terror coming in something that surprises us, that's sneaking up on us. Think of what, G, or what, what Peter says when he says, the devil's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He's looking, he's waiting to take us. So he says, you will not fear the terror of the night, nor the angel that, or the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. And that's how Satan attacks us oftentimes. He's tricky. He comes to Adam and Eve in the form of a snake. He's trying to trick them. Um, he's always showing up in, in uh, like a wolf in sheep's clothing. He dresses up as an angel of light, but he's not. So our enemy is not so much, oh, you could see him easily. Um, uh, you can see what he looks like. No, uh, Satan is always sneaking up on us with those little temptations. Noticing with Adam and Eve, he started out, first of all, did God really say? No, God didn't say that. And God knows that when you eat of that, you're going to be as smart as him. So God's holding some back. But notice the trickery there. And, and the psalmist really picks up on that too. Um, in, in recognizing uh, the snare of evil, how it sneaks up on us and, and we can be blinded by that. But he said, but don't, you don't have to worry um, that God is excuse me, the goddess on your side. Verses seven and eight talk about the, the actual enemies that you do have. Thousands are going to fall beside you. The wicked are not going to away with it. Good, there's going to be a recompense for the wicked. Um, why? Because verses nine and 10, uh, because God is going to be my dwelling place and my refuge. Notice that because of that verse 10, no evil will befall you. No plague can come near your tent. Again, think of the history of the children of Israel you read about in Exodus and how the plagues, how God protected them from the plagues that hit Egypt and, and made sure he brought them out in the very end. Um, and then notice um, verse 11 says, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your way. You know, again, if you remember, the devil tried to use that against Jesus to get him to try to test God to see if God would really take care of him. Jesus wouldn't hear any of that, but that, but that, that command is really true. Remember in Exodus, God said, I will put an angel there to go before you by day and by night too. Talked about the angels and their protection as well. And then our response to that is to listen to God talking to us. And this is classic for the Psalms to jump from one speaker to another. Verse 14 through 16 is God talking to you and me. And you and I are the he or the she here because we hold fast to God in love. God will deliver us. And he certainly will. Jesus is our deliverer. He will protect us because he knows us by name. Isn't that great? Um, and, uh, uh, and when we call to him, when we pray to him, when we come to him, he's going to answer us. He's going to be there in the time of trouble, not just in the good times. He's going to rescue us. He's going to honor us. He's going to lift us up. Um, he's going to make us his precious children. We were no people, but now we are his people. And then with long life, he will satisfy him. And remember, if you remember the fourth commandment, God promises that, that when we honor authority, first of all, mom and dad, they promises long life to us. And of course, of course, in the end, there's the longest life. There's a life that lasts forever. So great imagery, great uh, uh, stuff that we've learned so far in Genesis and Exodus and in other readings of the Bible. The psalmist just brings out to remind us again uh, that God is our refuge. God bless you as you read. Uh, prayerfully tomorrow, you'll be in God's house worshiping with his people. He's going to come there. He's going to bring his word there. He's going to bring the, the Lord's Supper, the body and blood of Christ for you. You're going to be built up in the fellowship of, of believers, and you're going to help build somebody up too as well. Um, and may God bless you as you continue to read, and, and we'll pick it up in the Psalms on Monday.